This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Greetings and welcome to a special one-shot, Quest: The Dundums and Dragons Story. I'm your host, Bukaki's cousin, the great wizard, Gotzi. We take a break now from our regular adventure to see the impact Quinny's infamy has had on another part of Dumpyroon, the fully original city of Gryffindel. This arc features DM Tyler Hewitt and players Del Borvik, Ryan LaPlante, and Laura Hamstra. How will their brand new characters fare as they try to make their way into an emerging elite band of thieves? Find out in this episode of Quinny Quest, Dum Dums and Dragon Story. The sun is rising. Ships are embarking and disembarking already down by the docks. Rooster crows can be heard in the farms that scatter around the outside of tall, tall walls. A drunken elf is both puking and shitting in an alley. (laughs) It's another day in the kingdom of Gryffindel. Hello and welcome. To a Dum Dums and Dragons side story. I am your dungeon master, Tyler Hewitt. Yay! Good Lord. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, and joining me for this uh, story and game are Laura Hamstra. Hey. Del Borovic. Hello. And Ryan LaPlante. That's me. <laughs> we are your, your cast. For this little adventure um, taking place in, as I said, the kingdom of Gryffindel. Gryffindel is a sizable city-state um, lorded over by King Gryffindel himself, um, a bustling shipping and industrial uh, uh, industry uh, down by the, the docks. This is a coastal city, and high, high walls protect the rest of the city from invaders uh and, and and things like that there is um there is a large sort of tourism component to this city and this is also where the league of lords are housed the league of lords who advise king griffindel in all matters um league of lords are um basically responsible for each and every single guild official guild you can think of in the forgotten realms if you uh if you're paid to do it, odds are you're in a guild of some kind. 
if you're paid to do something. And if that, if that is the case, then there are certain codes to abide by. And these sorts of things are all dictated by your respective guilds, which all belong to their respective leagues. And these lords oversee those leagues. Not much else is known about them, per se. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get to learn more about them as we carry on in our story here. For those of you that are joining us from our main story, our main campaign, Dum Dums and Dragons, um, at the time of recording in its sixth season, we're going back in time a little bit. Um, there is uh, there is deeply concerning news to the north going up the coast that Neverwinter has fallen to some kind of cabal of mercenaries. People are talking about the threat of the unseen hand and various military actions that they're undertaking in these lands. Um, we are much further down south the coast. We have not seen that kind of hostile action yet, maybe at all. I don't know. Um, but there is heightened security um, for these kinds of things. And so if you're trying to get into the city of Gryffindel, you need to state your business. Uh, and that is where one of our heroes finds themselves right now. Um, she has basically been lined up all night. And finally, this fucking thing started moving as the sun kind of crested over those massive walls of Gryffindel. The gates were opened and people are being granted passage into Gryffindel. Uh, Cinder Darkbane. You notice that the queue you're in begins to sort of shuffle forward and you don't have to wait very long before you are met with two guards, each holding spears and behind them, the massive gates of Gryffindel. One guard raises his hand and says, uh, state your business. Well, well, hello there, guard. I'm, I'm here. I'm looking for work and please let me in now. <laughs> The guard will kind of size you up. What is he? What is he seeing when he looks at you? So Cinder is a very like gangly person. She's five four. She has extremely shaggy kind of mouse brown hair that looks like someone went at it with a knife. And hmm. she's wearing leather armor, but she just looks like a couple twiggy legs and arms sticking out of a big black fur because she wears a big cowl of a bear skin, no head, but the legs hanging down. So it's just like a poof. And nice. I would say that uh, like actor wise, she has kind of a Billie Eilish look, especially around the oh, yeah. eyes. Um, but she's looks early twenties, maybe late teens. It's a little hard to tell also a little bit androgynous. So just an overall person who's like, not sure what their deal is. Great. Okay. So the guard takes this image in, not sure what their deal is, um, and says, uh, uh, right, right, but what line of work are you in, eh? What are oh. you here to do in this city of Gryffindel? Oh, that's right. I'm, uh, looks at her wrist where it's like stuff smudged out. I'm an adventurer for hire. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of your kind in here. There'll be work plenty for you. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Everything seems to be uh, in order here. Carry on. And you are allowed entry into Gryffindel. 
Ha. That gets that gets a look. The, the weird <laughs> triumphant laugh. Uh, the guards just kind of like, well, whatever. It's yeah. It's a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the start of a shift too. They can't be. Oh, no. And she would just bound in and take everything in because she's never been in this city ever. It's all brand new. You are standing in what is easily the widest road you've ever stood in. Um, there's enough room for carts many times over to run to and fro without inter interceding with each other whatsoever. Already, this main road into Gryffindel is starting to really start to bustle and pick up with just the general commotion of day-to-day life in a big city. Um, coming in, you see a lot of stables, horses for rent and hire and things like that. Um, you also see a number of inns and taverns and things like that. Basically just the kind of amenities that travelers would want to see first on their way in or the stuff that they would want to do on their way out. Uh, and it's at one of these inns where we uh, we find our next adventurer, um, Hugo Bellpepper. You arrived last night in the evening before the gates were closed for the night. And you uh, shacked up at an inn, just mm-hmm. one room for yourself, got some hot soup or something like that. And the sound of this hustle and bustle, kind of the din rising in the early hours of the morning is what wakes you out of your bed. Right. You stumble out of bed and there's a, there's a large uh, mirror that you can get dressed in front of. What does your reflection look like? Um, so... Hugo, that's his formal name, um, is a gnome. He's about just under three and a half feet tall. Um, He's pretty young, looks to be like, you know, kind of like not quite a man, no longer a boy, just like... (laughs) Classic Britney Spears song. You know, yeah, that that song. (laughs) Um, Quite not a man. (laughs) No longer a, a boy. Yeah, we're, all, we're all playing it in our heads. Yeah, for sure. We all know the words. Um, and he's wearing, um, he's got like tip, what seems like typical brown, like earth tone travel clothes, except that at every uh, single joint, his elbow, his shoulders, knees, hips, uh, everything are multiple brightly colored streamers oh okay so when he's like walking around they'll kind of flow behind him we got like reds and oranges greens purples um he's got uh he's kind of like a tanny goldy color with like sandy hair um and a very large upturned nose Big upturned nose. Yeah. Nice. And bright brown eyes. Been looking into too many windows as a youth. Got yep. stuck that way. Yep, exactly. Uh, fantastic. It's time for you to start your day. You know exactly what you're here to do. You're excited to do it. You got here a day early just to make sure you could get your foot in the door. You had... Uh, you head out of your room after you've packed up, you've collected everything. You're not coming back here. Mm-hmm. At least you don't think you head down, you pay 
the appropriate fare for one night's stay, and you're out the door. Once again, just that 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 din, that sort of just like no one indistinguishable, one, no one distinguishable sound can be heard as you come mm-hmm. out. Just a cacophony of people talking and bargaining, animal noises, the sounds of foots hitting the, the cobblestones, wheels rolling through the street. All of it is a lot. Um, this, is this a soundscape that um, Hugo's used to? No, 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 not at all. Um, but but he loves it, Excellent. and 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 he just he says to himself, he says, "Truck, this isn't where we expected to be, but we're making the most of it." He calls himself Truck. He calls himself Truck. Yeah. Okay. He's a gnome. They got lots of gnome names. Sure. Okay. I would. I, I would have just ex- ex- like completely accepted just he's a no and just all right I guess, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> he's a no he calls himself truck um, awesome uh, and uh, you take your first big step in the big city and you head down the main road deeper into the city kind of on an incline as it just goes down towards the bay where you can mm. see the docks and the ships okay. coming and going. Some significant distance ahead, near where the buildings of Gryffindel all sit much, much tighter together, a little bit taller, a little less inviting for outsiders. This is where the locals live. So there's not much need for appearing inviting or accommodating or hospitable. Um along these narrow alleys and tall buildings. Uh, another one of our heroes is starting his day or perhaps finishing his night. Um, I'll let him make that distinction. But as he's uh, uh, stepping through these narrow alleys, perhaps avoiding certain areas or avoiding certain people, uh, his foot splashes through a puddle. And what does your reflection in the puddle look like? Euronymous Kosh. Yeah. So Euronymous Kosh or Euro to his friends or people who don't want to take the time to say his name because they're trying to kill him uh, is about six foot two. He is a big, broad tiefling, uh, something in the realm of uh, a Ray Stevenson. If we're thinking of his type, mid 40s, broad faced, kind of stocky body. He's wearing elaborate purple robes. Uh, with some some silver like altered chainmail, almost stylishly as a vest over them. A big guy. He's got a big necklace with the the theatrical masks on them at the end. The happy and the sad uh, in gold. Very very godly. He's got a very neat cravat that matches his whole outfit. Uh, his skin is a, a a bright to dark red, depending on how the light is hitting it. A classic crimson devil look. A la legend. Uh, only he has two horns going from either side of his forehead up like ram's horns that curl around so the points swoop behind his ears and come out back uh, towards the front of his face. He's he's a guy who has the energy of Villanelle's handler from Killing Eve in a Ray Stevenson body. <laughs> Shockingly welcome. Like welcoming and warm. Uh, also... There's something vaguely criminal about him. Like you can just sense he's a little bit shady, but in a very cheerful way. Excellent. So um, good. And uh, to to uh, 
the what I mentioned earlier? Do you think he's starting his day or just finishing his night? I think he uh, will we'll blend it. I think he's been up for three hours, pulled an early morning job. So it's really the start of the day. It's like getting your workout in before you go have sure. breakfast and sure. actually do things. I don't you understand know? that. Little exercise. <laughs> Something light to start the day. Yeah. Nothing yeah. too ambitious. Right, right. <laughs> Perhaps uh, um, some some pickpocketing. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, you got to warm yeah. up your hands. It's chilly yeah. at night, so. Yeah. That's great. Um, you uh, you managed to pluck yourself uh, a small a small purse of twenty gold. Mm. But then he's humming. This is a good morning. Yeah, we're gonna find out super fast um, how little I understand like money. Uh, <laughs> 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 like it's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> I'm going to carry a lot of Lucille Bluth energy into this. Yeah. Yes. Euro's going to be fine wealth. with that. He does not hang on to money. He does. He spends all his time stealing money, but he doesn't actually care about keeping any of it. It's just about the taking. Excellent. And that's an important distinction for, for Euro as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Euro, you're moving um, at a leisurely pace, but you've you've got a very specific destination in mind. All three of you do, as a matter of fact. Um, you know that today is the day that the legendary thief Quinny Brownbarrow <gasps> is recruiting adventurers, thieves, other like-minded folk um, into his own adventuring band or adventuring company. For one reason or another, you all have been following sort of the myth of Quinny Brownbarrow um, emerged from sort of just like a vague kind of uh, origin. Don't really know where he's from per se, but you know that he started to make big, big moves when he joined a small group um, and they began sort of their exploits started to be known throughout the land. Um, and sort of all of that kind of hype climaxing with the thiefies from probably a year or so ago when Quinny won the thiefy and was subsequently murdered during the ceremony. Destroyed, they say. He burst into flames and was never seen again. And after that point, the thiefies were known as the Quinnies. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you would expect from someone who burst into flames and was destroyed, you didn't hear from him or about him (laughs) after that (laughs) until there were these rumors that Quinny or some kind of freakish amalgam monster claiming to be Quinny was back with his old group of friends kind of carrying on with those daring exploits and things like that. Um, and now, of course, you hear about this, uh, this difficulty north, uh, north along the coast. Waterdeep is besieged currently. Neverwinter apparently conquered or something like that. Mm. And Quinny Brownbarrow's kind of involved up there in some sort of resistance or something like that. 
And so the assumption is, you know, a lot of this is coming from rumors here and there. A lot of this is coming from hearsay, things overheard in taverns or along the trails outside of the city that he's put together or putting together some kind of adventuring group to help supplement this resistance effort. And today's the day for tryouts in a warehouse down by the pier. Now, there's a number of warehouses down there by the docks. Uh, so no regular schmo is going to know where this is. This is not just for anyone to sign up. You have to kind of be capable at tracking or you have to know kind of the thief code or thieves can't maybe to read between the lines of various markings on walls or things people are saying or not saying, or maybe you just have to be like extremely intuitive about this kind of thing. But for whatever reason, the three of you know where this is going down. And it doesn't take long <clears throat> for the three of you to arrive outside of the warehouse that you believe to be the place. Euro, you know this part of the city, at least, like the back of your hand. The docks are where a lot of your business can get done. Both the acquiring of goods and money and the fencing of goods and dispersing of money. So you get here first because you know exactly the warehouse this guy's talking about that, that Quinny's Quinny in air quotes is referring to. So you arrive here first and you don't have to wait around long before out of the mist. Um, it's dark here as well. I should say um, it's funny how the light doesn't ever seem to hit all of Gryffindel all at once. Some say it's just because it's just so dang big. And other people say it's kind of built like that just to make sure that certain things that should happen in the dark stay in the dark. Um, but out of the murky mist of an alleyway, you see a small, very youthful looking gnome. Um, not, not a boy, not yet a man though. <laughs> um, uh, and um, Hugo, um, what um, what do you do when you arrive at what you believe to be the right spot and see this uh, tiefling character waiting outside? Um, if anything, uh, <laughs> uh, Hugo or Truck. I'm just going to call him Truck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Should I call him Hugo or Truck? Uh, if you're friendly, you can call him Truck. Okay. Outside of combat, I'll call him Truck. And then it'll be Hugo <laughs> Bellpepper, roll initiative. <laughs> you. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Oh, friend, Misa Farthole here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right, I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC, design, send into Dum Dum's and Dragons, save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He needs friend too. $25. Send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. That's right. Come down from best God ever. Say thank you at end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right. D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-I-C-E. Useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get ad-free feed or something. So, uh, Chuck points at um, this large tiefling and it's just like, and, and in the tiefling's mind, he hears a voice go, Hey, you cool? <laughs> Interesting. Well, I am Euro. Pleasure to meet me, he says uh, aloud and in his head, extending a hand to shake your hand. Hey, you're cool. And, and Truck just like bounds up to him and say, Yeah, I'm Truck. He says, nice to meet you. That is a very particular name, Truck. How, how, where did you get it? Oh, uh, well, I really... Uh, see, now here, uh, I was born a rock gnome, uh, but I really feel like I'm a forest gnome, and so I, I really like taking care of things in the forest, and there was a honey chuckle tree, and I, w- I tended the, I was more of a bush, actually, but I tended the honey chuckle bush, like, all the time, because I just wanted to be outside, and then, like, eventually, uh, people just started calling me truck, because I, that was, like, honey truckle and then truckle and then just truck and then truck kind of stuck and i really like it because i really like the honey truckle i even have like a a toy that's like a honey truckle man that i take around with me and he pulls out this little like carved stone of like a a honey truckle flower but it's also like a weird like man with a face (laughs) (laughs) and he puts it back into his, his pocket anyways that's how i got the name truck Oh, good for you. Your friends are very focused on efficiency. That makes sense. It would balance you out. All right. So the lineup for tryouts starts right here. You can stand here. I'm going to record your information as I did. This will be great. We'll meet the other people and then we'll pick the team. Wait, what? Wait. I need you, you, you are to you get working, into line. Are you working with Quinny? Yes, that's, that's are you right. Ru- oh, you're running the truck. Oh, yes, oh, I'm well, organizing and, this event. And truck just like bows, ex- like a sweeping bow 
to uh, Euro. Oh, thank and you. And does thank not you. rise. Oh, no, you, you can rise. This is very fair. But you can get into the line over here and everyone will do this. Uh, Euro... Uh, <laughs> Euro believes that if you, if you can commit a crime, you sort of have to. Uh, he's really <laughs> only interested in robbing the rich, but he is capable of spotting new, like, low-level possible criminals who are coming into town. And so, yeah, he'll just run a con when he can, especially if it's harmless. Truck clearly has no money and no guile, right. so there's no yeah. maliciousness in this. He just can't help himself. He's the first guy here. He doesn't know if Quinny's going to show up. Maybe he can just fleece whatever rich assholes show up and get in line in like the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is that, I think, guileless nature uh, uh, that I think you've made quite kind of apparent in this scenario, Laura. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make your roll. Like, like the, <laughs> that's a freebie. You, you fucking lie to this kid and he buys it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, you're the uh, first one here. That is very admirable. Very good for you. That bodes well. Wow. Wow, and, it's really happening. And at the words of it's really happening, another character emerges from the mist of the alleyways. Cinder Darkbane, you come upon these two starkly different in stature characters. Um, do you do anything? Or, or what is your reaction to coming upon this? From out in the mist, she would just be standing, and it's like you could see her amber eyes watching from the misty darkness. And she's going to take take them in and watch this happening. But then also is like, mm, I don't know about this, but also knows we should tryouts are in this building. So I think she would try to avoid and maybe look in a window or another thing into the building to try and ascertain what's going on in this area cool but uh roll not, me a stealth check okay how do First i roll do of it? the game oh my god that's right and and del we're gonna take you through I'm, this so i'm a baby i've never played D before that's, played lots of other things but not D. Like the most dumb dumbs and dragon story thing <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna okay. roll a d20 okay well, and on not, your character sheet not great <laughs> well Let's t- Let's see what your modifier says. Um, Under on, on your character stealth. Sheet, uh, for stealth, yeah. What's what? What's the modifier? What can you add to that d twenty? Plus roll? three. So, what is the total? The adding total the roll and the and the modifier is eight. Wow, All that together. was a bad roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Try uh, you. Uh, you take a step forward, um, and they carry on in their kind of conversation. You take a second step forward, uh, and they haven't noticed you. Uh, then you do step on a cat, um, and there is that full volume, like, <laughs> Row! like just awful yowl, <laughs> and they both see you immediately. Um, uh, uh, with uh, an eight, um, yeah, you step on the cat and are mortified at being caught that you don't immediately lift your boot up off the cat. So you do just have a cat going like nuts on your boot right now yeah. as these two stare at you. And and I think Cinder's so distracted by this that they turn down to the cat and are just like, <gasps> and like making noise back at this cat instantly. <laughs> People are opening windows to, to listen to what it sounds like, uh, a, like a feral uh, uh person and a, and a cat having at it um yes that is, that is what Hugo, is occurring do you do you re- react to this in any way 
Excuse me, you need to let that cat go. Cats are sacred to mask. They care only for themselves and will steal or hurt anyone. <laughs> Thanks, Cinder. Just takes takes a foot off the cat, but pulls out a sword. And it's like, does this cat want to fight? <laughs> the cat does not. <laughs> cat is off like a shot. So just holding a sword and looking after this cat, like, yeah, yeah, you better run. <laughs> and then, and Trek just points to Cinder, and in, like, a whisper only you can hear Cinder. <laughs> you can sit here. Uh, you cool? Cinder perks up and does a full circle, like looking for where this noise is coming from because it's inside her head and not from somewhere, but she's, she's pacing around like, what? You should be, you should be <laughs> able to hear that it comes from my direction. Okay. Oh, can is you it? explain the exact mechanics of what this is <laughs> from truck so that I yes, can picture it? My apologies. Um, so you do hear, I basically like point a finger at someone and you hear like a whispered message from me that only you can hear. Okay. And then and then that person can respond in kind to me. I think the only response from Cinder would just be, "Who are you?" And and Truck just like waves his arms. Streamers flying. Cinder is baffled by this. We'll put the sword away and very cautiously, step by step, step closer to the rest of them. <laughs> okay, it's nice. I'm glad you're here for tryouts, I assume. Issue with cat, but otherwise maybe very stealthy. I am Euro. It's a pleasure to meet me. Uh, and he extends a hand to you to shake. Cinder looks at your hand, looks back up at you, looks at your hand, looks back up at you and says, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for tryouts. Great. Well, uh, this is the line. He just like runs a hand through his hair as though he had like doing the cool guy thing where it doesn't bother him. And he's like, you just <laughs> have to line up behind uh, my new friend here, truck. Uh, and we'll wait for anyone else coming who wants to be a part of today's tryouts. And I'd be sus about this. <laughs> can you? You can. I'm sus. I'm okay. sus about this. Okay. Um... Yeah, roll me a. Was there supposed to be a line of tryouts? Roll me an insight check to see if what Euro's saying is is on the level. You want me to do competing deception, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Since we're we're putting your ability to lie to the test, yeah, let's get a deception. So opposed checks, please. Okay, I got eighteen. (laughs) Twenty-one. All right. And Um, Truck has kind of sidled over to Euro a bit and just says, you know what? I don't know if she's cool. (laughs) With with an 18, (laughs) that's really funny. (laughs) Uh, An 18 versus a 21, uh, Cinder, you don't know how this was going to work. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess this is is what we're supposed to do. you know, you're not uh, as enthusiastic about doing whatever Euro has, whatever Euro says as truck is, but you're also at a loss for what else you would do anyway. Right. That's true. So I think yeah. she will acquiesce and stand in line with like a little extra space between where truck ends and then Hugo is. 
just Great. keeping an eye out for any other things that come up. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. I'm going to go inside and make sure that everything is set up. If anyone else comes, tell them to get in line behind you. You two are here first. You get priority treatment. VIPs you are. Uh, You go to uh, open the door and it opens before your hand can touch the latch. Uh, And a a lot. Well, yeah, a large um, rat standing on his hind legs. in a long coat and like a, a, a vest and a nice white shirt um, uh, and uh, some leather pants and boots. Hmm. Um, he has opened the door in front of you, a little surprised. Uh, and then he says, uh, whoa, hey, uh, hey, you, uh, you even a tryouts? Yes, I've been organizing the line. Oh, uh, that's not really necessary. Yeah. Uh, my name's Ratface. I was going <laughs> to organize all of this. I've kind of been hired out to uh, to see to those kind of particulars. Uh, I am sort of a uh, major domo for hire, if that makes any kind of sense. So currently I am in charge of the uh, tryouts for this Quinny Brown Barrows uh, new adventuring endeavor. Um, come on in. You're not the first to, to join us here. Uh, please step inside. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's a pleasure to meet you, Redface. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, Euronymous uh, holds out a hand to to shake, claps another hand on his shoulder, goes in for a big hug, uh, and he would like to try to pickpocket this guy. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) So good to meet you. Mwah, mwah. Oh, it's so great to make friends. Go uh, Go for a sleight of hand. Ten. 10? Okay. Uh, For a 10, you come away with what feels like a wallet. Obviously, you don't want to check what it is right in front of this guy, but you've palmed it, and you secure it, and it's gone. And he does not appear to notice, but while you were hugging him, he reciprocated the hug. As he goes in, knowing he's joining a criminal group, he's 100% going to check his pockets the first moment that he can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, great. Um, Cinder and Truck, seeing uh, Euro um, uh, meet the person who appears to be running the tryouts, mm-hmm. does that impact you in any way, or are you kind of just going along with it? Oh, yeah. Truck looks up at Euro. And is just like kind of wide-eyed, mouth open. It's like, you're not the guy. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> and, then, yes. and then and truck just like walks in ahead of Euro. Like, all's good. That one will do well. It's good. <clears throat> very good. And Cinder Excellent. will fall along behind, but very like, haha, my sus. <laughs> it's accurate. You will do less well, but still good. <laughs> Euro, anytime you want to do a self-assessment, a quick pat down, feel free. At the moment, Ratface is, is going okay. in. He'll Rat pat face down about faces and he, and he goes in. Um, you, you pat yourself down um, and uh, you, don't, you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything is missing. Something new has been placed on you. Oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> he, 
thinks to himself. He's not going to like say that shit out loud when he's falling rat face. Yeah. It appears to be a wallet. Uh, do you, would you like to open it? Uh, I think you would have to glance at it to see because I, I I mean I don't know what we're doing in D and D terms, but like is this the die pack that like you open it and like sprays you in the face? <laughs> he wants to make sure it's not that. Um, I mean, how do you normally check that without getting a face full of die? Uh, he would open it, but towards Cinder's back. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. In front of nothing, him in line. Nothing explodes out from the wallet or anything. Like <laughs> right. That. Then he's going to check see, that shit out. You can see now that you've like flexed it open that there is a single uh, uh, note inside the wallet. The wallet is otherwise empty. Ah. What does this say? This is very clever. Uh, you take out the note and you open it and the note reads, uh, nice job. Please give me back my real wallet. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, he is going to walk forwards during the lineup, and what he would like to do is bump and trip into uh, Cinder and Truck mm-hmm. and into Ratface, and in helping everyone up, just try to secrete the wallet back in a way that Ratface <laughs> wouldn't like notice. Okay, let's do another sleight of hand. A spoiler alert, he's not actually that good at sliding. <laughs> That's a 15. Paper effort. So 15. 15 will get it, get the job done. But as you're kind of cavorting around and, and kind of groping and jostling everyone and 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 finally securing the wallet back in its home. Uh this is the wallet that you took, by the way, not the wallet that was planted on you. Yep. Ratface with a 15 uh, can tell what you're doing. And as you're doing it, you just hear it in your whispered into your ear, like, hey, thanks a lot. Great job. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're not hurt. Thank, thank you very much. It means a lot. <laughs> he gives you a knowing kind of nod and um, and then backs away from you, all three of you, kind of with his arms spread open. And you see that there is uh, about seven or eight people uh, already here. Okay from various walks of life, people of all shapes and sizes, all ages, that kind of thing. Well, not little kids, you know, this is is a dangerous (laughs) life. Um, (laughs) When he's child army being Gryffindor. Yes. Truck is legally an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ratface, arms wide, brings them together kind of rubs his hands and says, uh, welcome one and all to the tryouts for Quinny Brown Barrows, yet to be named Adventuring Company. Real glad to have you all here. Real glad you could make it. Uh, please welcome our three most recent guests here. Uh, I didn't catch any of your names. It's not important. Uh, <laughs> with these three joining us, however, we will be calling it um, and uh, no other new people are allowed to try out, at least for today, okay? Um, there are only so many positions on the team. Uh, you will all be grouped up. Uh, and let's just, uh, you know what? I like the way you're standing. So you three, he gestures to you three. You three will be a team. That's fine. I'm sure you already know each other. You seem pretty chummy out there. That's great. You four over there. And uh, yeah, you three. Um, so they're already just kind of grouped up. Um, Radface is doing this all kind of like haphazardly. Um. It's pretty clear that Quinny Brownbarrow 
is not here and that Ratface is a paid proxy. And some of you may or may not be starting to feel that Quinny's really getting what he paid for out of Ratface. <laughs> um, Ratface says, all right, we got, we got a great gauntlet ahead for you. Okay. It's going to test your skills as an adventurer, as a thief, you know, all the great kind of Quinny Brown Barrel qualities. Uh, it's going to test your abilities as a halfling because he is one of those. Also, uh, you, most of you are not halflings. Okay. I, <laughs> that's fine. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. If you uh, give me a moment, I could become a halfling. That will Ooh, be do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. No, actually, you know, youngster, I got kind of a thing going on here. Oh. Uh, but, uh, my, and, and, you know, maybe. <laughs> truck bows low. And like, my apologies, sir. <laughs> You're all right. I like you. Uh, no, no, please get up, get up, get up, get up. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, the, uh, you're not here to impress me. Uh, I will be uh, scoring you, but it's on already established criteria. So uh, no extra brownie points if you're not a halfling that you can become one. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know how you do that, um, but uh, it's not gonna. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm already. I'm already changing gears up here in the old noggin so that it's not going to be an issue later on in the gauntlet. I'm just going to remove the halfling event. That's fine. <laughs> I will note it on your application. Did you all sign the application and, uh, more importantly, the waivers uh, when you came in? You, yes, 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 you. All of you, good. Yes, you did. And you three, did you sign the waiver when you came in? Absolutely oh. not. All right, I'm just going to pass you this clipboard here. It's a lot of just jogging. We just need you, your ex, your John Hancock there at the bottom. Please read that before you sign it, little person. This is a classic scam. Uh, and Ratface <laughs> looks at you like, come on, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, we had an understanding. I, I like you very much, but he, but he has no money and is not very worldly. We have uh, to teach him to be good thief. I understand. And he pats you on both shoulders and gives you like a little handshake of like, I understand, I understand. And you feel a wallet get passed over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, oh there's a cough overcoming me. Oh, oh, I'll just go over and open the wallet up. See if there's, a note. <laughs> there's a note in this wallet. It's a different wallet. <laughs> like it already? What, yeah, what this, one's, it this one's Velcro. So unfortunately, over your coughing, you got to do that. <laughs> kind of ripping it open. So your cough sounds awful. Yeah, um, that last was like a... <laughs> yeah, everyone, except, except maybe for Cinder and Truck, but everyone else takes like a full step away from you. <laughs> um... And the note says, uh, no one's, no, no one's going to care <laughs> if, if, you know, a couple of people who weren't going to make it anyway, aren't around anymore. XOXO <laughs> <laughs> oh. XO, rat face. <laughs> Cinder will speak up and say, do we... Do we have to sign this to be able to do the tryouts? Yeah, unfortunately, it is a requirement. Yeah. So yeah. she just flips to the very end and writes on it and flips it and hands it back. And done. Excellent, kid. I like your moxie. How are we doing over here, short stack? And he looks to you, Truck. Uh, so Truck has been uh, like carefully like pointing at each word and reading it and then looks up 
at Ratface. He's like, no, nah, I'm kidding. And just signs it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you're all right. You had me go in there. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he like looks to everyone else. He's, he's definitely like, he feels like he's with the adults in the room and truck is a kid. He's very much yeah. already kind of made up his mind about truck. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, all eyes fall on Euro. Uh, yes, it's time for me to do this. I'll, I have my own pen. This will be great. Uh, and he will uh, forge the name of one of his childhood bullies, which is what he does every time he gets a ticket for stealing onto public transit or anything else. He has like three kids who treated him like shit in high school. And those are the names he gives because he knows their current addresses. So like the guards <laughs> show up to harass them all Excellent. the time. It's perfect. Yes. He's, he's Creed Bratton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Creed Bratton, upstanding citizen, a little bit of a, a rough streak in his youth. You know, he was mean to some kids. Uh, but, you know, he feels that he matured and really kind of built a lot of character in his early 20s and mid 30s. And now in his 40s, uh, his credit is complete dog shit and he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get it. His wife has left him and his kids hate him. Who's anyway. a red-skinned loser? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know his address because he can't afford to move anywhere else. So he's just stuck where he's at. <laughs> yeah, after the checks I've signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they don't let him in the bank building anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. He he has he's he's having some hard times. Anyway. Um so with that, rat face gratefully collects all the clipboards with waivers and things like that on them and says, uh, all right, now. And he pulls, uh, he, he kind of shuffles over to uh, a wall and there's a, a big old chain hanging from the wall and he yanks on that chain. And in this dark, dank, musty warehouse, there was actually a curtain, a massive curtain partition that falls away. It's disgusting. It's a big, mildewy, dusty, disgusting piece of fabric, but it does drop to reveal a sort of ramshackle funhouse with a big kind of cartoonish rat in a top hat kind of ringmaster holding a uh, like a Barker's cane. Uh, and it's got a little kind of motorized hand waving back and forth <laughs> and a little bit of lights going, a little bit of like a carnival music going. And he says... Uh, Welcome to the gauntlet, ladies and gents. Here we go. <laughs> this episode of Quinny Quest, the Dum Dums and Dragons story, features Del Borovic at the Del Tastic on Twitter, Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our Dungeon Master, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damien Obaldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and our Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. 
Now I'm off before that robot DJ returns and destroys us all! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Mithrian. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Are they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there.